Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, it's our great pleasure to have Jaylene Kanani, who is the founder and owner of NoHo Home and is based in Hawaii. So it's very late there and very early here. Jaylene, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Well, aloha and thank you for having me. Uh, it's I've followed uh, your work for some time and um, it's very inspiring and it always keeps me up to date with the latest and greatest around the world. Fantastic. It's great, isn't it? That uh, we were just talking about that off air. It's amazing how we have all of these resources we can tap into now when we need them mm-hmm. and connect worldwide anywhere, anytime. So, so important. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you for making the time so late in the evening thank as well. You. It, um, it's lovely, lovely, lovely to have you. So you are um, both a designer and a manufacturer um, using digital technologies to build, grow and service all of your clients. Mm-hmm. So, Jaylene, could you tell us when and why did you decide to follow, let's go all the way back, when and why did you decide mm-hmm. to follow a creative career? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, frankly. <laughs> uh, okay. So, <laughs> well, the the story is, and, and it's kind of funny that, uh, you know, growing up, my mother was actually a uh, designer. Um, mm-hmm. And she did uh, T-shirts and bags. She was in uh, a couple of retail stores. Uh, at the time, it was called Liberty House and McInerney, now Macy's. Um, okay. And uh, she would do craft fairs, uh, you know, on the weekends. And, and I, you know, this is from the age of eight. So I lived a craft fair life. Uh, and that's okay. what I thought about being creative that it was uh, a little like, you know, um, living the carnival circle. <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, I just want a corporate job. I want my weekends to myself. And so I did. I, uh, after college, um, I, uh, took a, I took a role uh, in FF&E, working with architects and interior designers to specify product for commercial projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I quickly found out is that there were not designs that really spoke to our island history or culture um, uh, in any authentic way. Uh, and so uh, I started to slowly uh, start designing for that purpose. Um, mm-hmm. And the designers, uh, you know, resonated with what I was doing. And then they'd say, Oh, well, you know, can you put this on wall covering or uh, really carpets where I started? Uh, So from from carpet, they were like, how about wall covering? How about fabrics? Uh, Eventually, and and so I would license, license my design and designs. And eventually, I would uh, go on to uh, license uh, collections uh, to mm-hmm. a, a couple of global manufacturers, and um, and then uh, finally, I decided uh, in I decided in 2016 that I was going to figure out how to bring it to the uh, you know the retail market, uh, yep. which was definitely a pivot from volume and contract. Um, but fortunately, I you know I had the uh, I had the community of of the architects and interior designers and that and that experience. Uh, what I really needed was you know to think about what that um, what the sourcing looked like uh, to be able to do what I wanted to do, um, and then also kind of you know 
uh, for us, I'm Native Hawaiian. So there was an element of how do I serve my community in the course of doing all of this. So um, that was a very long answer. Uh, just to <laughs> say that answer. I've come full circle. Uh, yeah. it, I, I, I am, you know, a creative and an entrepreneur just like my mother was. Amazing though, isn't it? And I, th- I guess your previous career has really given you the bedrock and the commercial skills to take, to understand how everything ticks, really, to have, as you say, those sourcing routes sorted and to know how commercial life works, the, you know, the, the challenges, the benefits. Um, well yeah. done. It's, it sounds fantastic. So you founded your NoHo brand in Hawaii just how long ago then? So when, when would you say you were actually production ready and active? When did you actually start delivering yeah. products? So we were active in 2018. However, we launched online, which is really where we were forward facing um, uh-huh. in 2019. So in January of 2019, we, we launched our D2C online uh, uh, store. And fantastic. So that, we're going to go yeah. on to talk talk about how you do all of that, which is a fantastic story very, very shortly. But just just quickly then, what inspires your collections? Are you creating for your home market or um, international markets? It's hmm. a really great question. So definitely the inspiration um, is uh, of our, uh, of my uh, experience as a Native Hawaiian and culturally connected to my um my paiaina uh, and my whole my whole land. Uh, however, um, you know, we have resonated uh, on a global scale uh, for a very long time. Um, it's just mm-hmm. that I think uh, Hawaii uh, has been uh, defined in terms of design by. Others, so it's been defined by Hollywood. It's been defined by the by uh, uh, media. It's been de- de- mm-hmm. defined uh, by makers, uh, you know, manufacturers. Mm-hmm. I should say, uh, mm-hmm. and you know what their um, what their designers overseas or in New York really, you know, perhaps dreamt about what Hawaii was. Uh, yes, it's in- so true. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a real opportunity I, for me um, to create designs that have a sense of authenticity and connection to our yeah. to our islands, and um, and that resonance I think is is huge because there are brands out there. Um, that when you think of Hawaii, you kind of think of them, but they're really not uh, based uh, in Hawaii. They're not culturally connected to Hawaii in any way, shape, yeah. or form. Uh, yeah. But you know, you—they are global brands, and and so we think that there's uh, a lot of resonance. Definitely. Do you think the true palette, the true colors of Hawaii, are reflected? elsewhere in the world or oh, do you think because because you know as, as a native you can you can reflect the actual true color palette for interiors and ultimately eventually for fashion as well through your collections 
Absolutely. Um, and I, I, oh, I love that question. <laughs> Only a designer could ask another designer <laughs> that question. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, I think there are palettes that exist. I mean, try Googling Hawaiian home decor and yeah. those, those palettes, uh, that, you know, come up on the front page are, are, are not it. Um, yes. you know, we, we are an indigenous, um, you know, people. We are very earthy in our tones. Um, yeah. We're very nature oriented. So uh, we talk a, in design. I talk a lot about Mauka, Mauka and Makai. Uh, so you know, mm-hmm. from uh, from the mountains to the ocean, and really everything that we do is is kind of in this color spectrum, um, uh, and very um i call it sophisticated it's a very sophisticated palette not not one that's typically you know found in bright yes 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 yeah that's what i thought you'd say because you know if you look at the history all of those color palettes and those products originally would have come from natural pigments Mm -hmm. yeah so so that kind of almost neon sometimes brightness that you see as you say if you google hawaiian prints that's what you see exactly but kind of just doesn't kind of make sense that that would be the original palettes to me at all absolutely that's really you 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 hit you hit the nail on the head yes absolutely So if you have, um, just before we, just before we move on, um, tell us about your favorite patterns and products, mm. which are the ones that, that not necessarily the best sellers, but the ones that you, you like the most and why? Well, I try not to literally, this is, this is a game I play with myself, but I try not to ever say the word favorite. Um, but some of, some of my, um, some of my dear to the heart patterns, um, uh, uh, I have a I have a design uh, that is so in bedding. So in our we have yes. a bedding collection. So comforters, duvets, sheet sets. Uh, so we have a collection uh, called the Malukia uh, bed set. Uh, Malukia in Olelo Hawaii or Hawaiian language um, means peaceful slumber, and mm-hmm. the motif um, is a beautiful medallion um with uh kind of a, a stamping pattern or we call it ohikapala um with a, a nihomano print which is um represents like shark tooth uh and okay. so it's in this uh really lovely kind of burnt sienna coloration so that the the color palettes is cream and and um that uh, rust and caramel and mm-hmm. uh, so really the color palette is there to emulate as though you were out um, you know in the in the um, out in nature you know uh, yeah. and and those earthy you know um, pigments uh, it's just it's one of my favorite and it actually happens to be our bestseller so and it was our first <laughs> it, it was it was our first well I so it was our first. And then when it was time to make a second, I was so worried that I couldn't uh, top that in, in yeah. terms of like, oh, now now what do I do? You know, I love this. Everyone loves it. It, it sold really well. Um, but actually, the second one that came out became uh, 
our bestseller. So every time we put out a new a new bed, it becomes the bestseller. <laughs> but Jolene, that's because you understand the market so well, isn't it? You- you know, as a designer, you're creating for your demographic, but it is your, you know, it's your natural, your natural place. So you understand what people would want to purchase and would want to be surrounded with in their own environments and their own wardrobes. I do, I do think that that is uh, huge. You know, I, I, I am, um, I've been fortunate enough to have enough experience through yes. my career, and then also, of course, through my upbringing, to really truly understand. Um, what our aesthetic could be. I really, I truly feel like uh, from a design perspective, we are still creating that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what does, what does our, uh, you know, what, what does our raw native uh, patterns and designs of yesteryear, like what does that look like when it's translated uh, yeah. and artfully, uh, you know, into contemporary um contemporary design you know really we're shaping um as native hawaiians what we would like i think a global audience to consider hawaiian home decor or hawaiian fashion you're creating the real vision not you i hope we hope so i think (laughs) i think our community is is really looking for to you know to share a more authentic uh story with the world Fantastic. Fantastic. Really great story. So tell us how you create your patterns and prints. You're obviously using a lot of digital technologies, but are you going back to um, mark making and did, and hand painted techniques and then you're digitizing them? Is that the kind of process typically your studio would use? So I do all kinds of things. <laughs> I will do. do fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> I will do. Uh, so the, the gamut, you know, uh, I will uh, hand sketch motifs and then, mm-hmm. you know, of course, uh, bring it into the computer and then manipulate it into repeat pattern. Um, I will uh, I will stamp um, and I will use whatever I have uh, okay. readily available to do it. Um, you know, we... Uh, we have a practice, uh, Ohe Kapala, which is where it's carved bamboo sticks and, and they were used to, um, decorate kappa, which was, uh, uh, fabric made from the mulberry, uh, tree and, uh, called Wauke. Um, and so that's the traditional practice, um, but I have grabbed popsicle sticks and <laughs> linoleum and uh, sponges and cut them up. Uh, you know, anything, anything that, you know, I can create artful uh, motifs and yes. then use, use technology to create the larger pattern, the larger scope. Yeah. And a lot of times one motif, I will use it in, you know, five or six different patterns. And, and those five or six different patterns can then go into five or six different styles. So um, really great. just, yeah, thank you. That's great. And of course, then um, you're creating for um, quite a range of homeware, Jaylene, aren't you? So you, you touched on bedding. Which other products are you creating within the homeware space? Uh, so uh, we have comforters, duvet covers, uh, sheet sets. Okay. We have Euro shams. We have throws, uh, 
quilts. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have decor pillows. So okay. the decor pillows, um, we do, we use a, sep a, a different uh, type of fabric. Uh, it is um, 100,000 double rubs and has stain and soil protection. So uh -huh. really what we're doing is we're bringing a contract hospitality uh, product uh -huh. into the residential market. So we really think that that's unique. Um, and so that's our decor pillows. That's our kitchen textiles. So, you know, tablecloths, table runners, uh, napkins, placemats. Uh, we have shower curtains, drapery, um, and then the giftables. So we have uh, candles. Uh, so the cat, so I, I was pretty particular that we wouldn't just be talking about the scent, that really we wanted to infuse design into the vessel. So okay. each, each one of the vessels uh, have a unique design that goes with the scent. Uh, we have soap. Uh, we have wrapping paper. So we... Um, it's a very extensive lifestyle brand, isn't it? It is, yes. Um, we, and a part of that is just I enjoy creating. <laughs> <laughs> it just organically keeps growing as new products are, come on, come online. Yes, and so a part of that, a part of that is what can. Uh, so traditionally, all these things are are made overseas. Yeah. And so one by one, I've been kind of handpicking different things that I could bring uh, the manufacturing home here to Hawaii, uh, you know, to participate in workforce development and pathways for our students, um, you know, to, to really uh, diversify Hawaii's economy away from tourism, you know, mm -hmm. be a part, be, be a part of, um, you know, be a part of that of that moment in time where we're trying to, you know, shift uh, to technology and innovation. Mm -hmm. So uh, one by one, as I realize that there are certain things that I can, you know, produce in Hawaii um, in small in small batch and make on demand, you know, we're adding that to our line. We're right now we're ideating uh, make on demand, you know, towels and. Uh, the, the, my challenge is, is that I have a luxury brand and typically, yes. typically your, um, your make on demand, uh, substrates are not of luxury quality. They're more promotional yep. quality. Yeah. Yep. So but you uh, have the skill to, to append that and make, yes. make radical change. Yes. Don't you? Yes. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations, Jaylene. It's fantastic. Yeah. It really is amazing what you're doing. Tell us about your printed production and so manufacture that then. You've had to bring technology, new technology into Hawaii. And I guess you've also had to upskill and train people to use that technology and also to sew and manufacture products to your specific, as you say, you know, luxury brand using, you know, fantastic fabrics, high quality fabrics on demand you know, demand, you know, high manufacturing skills too. So how have you addressed all of that? Uh, Slowly. <laughs> slow, well, actually quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a crash course. Okay. Uh, so, um, so we did, um, 
So I, st- I started with one machine, right? One, uh, a mm-hmm. Roland, uh, dye sublimation printer and a calendar heat press. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, very cottage industry. Um, I had done my research, uh, and, uh, microfactory and mass customization I saw mm-hmm. was the, uh, you know, really what they were talking about in, in niche channels, uh, as the wave of the future for fashion. So I thought, okay, well, you know, I could potentially use this same, um, you know, methodology for what I'm doing in home decor. And, uh, so as we continue to, grow um you know we added machinery we added our hp stitch as well as our mm-hmm. hp latex a seeing eye laser cutter um, another uh, roll-to-roll calendar press um, uh, and uh, we have a flat a 48 inch flat press and software we run uh we run gerber um to create uh patterns and and do the um grading of of patterns uh ergo software software uh you know we we're really utilizing i think the latest in technology and and it changes quickly so yes (laughs) yeah uh and we did put it together uh you know kind of uh in the height of the pandemic Uh, so it was very challenging uh you know we were getting equipment but then no one could travel so we couldn't get people in to help us put it together or to train. Uh, you know, our seeing eye laser cutter, uh, we basically had to Skype uh, with an interpreter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's tasking. Yeah. I actually, I have some really funny stories, one of which is uh, we couldn't get the laser to work properly. Uh, and you know, really, it's a fine-tuning thing. We couldn't, we couldn't figure it out over Skype uh, because they can't really look inside the machine, look at the yeah. look at the laser. So I called a friend at the university here in the engineering department, and uh, I asked him if he had any, uh, you know, resources or people. And he said, "No, I can't think of anyone who would have any uh, ability to really help you with that." However, we have our laser uh machine rep in town okay <laughs> he's he he came to visit them but he was on vacation uh-huh so he gave me his phone number and i told him the kind of machine i had and he was so intrigued he had never seen one before that i talked him into coming <laughs> <laughs> awesome. and and he actually helped us uh uh, calibrate and fine tune the laser to work properly. And so, you know, this is what you got to do when you live on an island, I guess. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, but also there's a, there's a fantastic learning curve there, isn't there? there is. And, you know, you know, from my background, I always think that if you really understand the tech yourself, you're better placed to utilize it. So whilst it's very painful at the time, it's really good to get to know everything on your factory floor and how it ticks isn't it? Absolutely. Yes. Um, you know, to that point, uh, we had, um, we had a machine go down, uh, last week. And so I learned a lot more about it than I really, you know, would have, would have wanted to, uh, the internal workings that typically, um, 
you know, a, a service provider would, you know, assist you with. Yeah. But as I was sharing it with you before, again, we live on an island. We have the only stitch. So, yep. uh, you know, we were t- – we were running the stitch before the serviceman was running the stitch and, and got his training. So, um, yeah, so it, it is, it is really great. And it, it'll, it'll help us to, um, understand and define, uh, how we move forward. You know, what, what are the things that, um, we want to see in the, in the next version, you know, in that next yeah. machine. And, yeah. and we yeah. hope that feedback that we give is, is, uh, know valuable it's it's, it is interesting isn't it because quite often people think oh what i need next is something that goes faster and sometimes it isn't you just need another machine you you need dual sourcing so that you know when you when something does go down you can run the other one 24 7 and you can dual source production it's um yeah yeah but by getting so close to your machinery yeah it's easy to understand those those scenarios yeah and a, a, you know, a, something that was a real learning curve for us was environments. Uh, okay. In the yes. in the rip in the print rooms. Yeah. And the, yeah. yeah. And and uh, so if you know, you can have the same file, but if you print it in a different environment, uh, you know, and or on a different machine, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. you are not going to get color consistency. And while I think a lot of make-on-demand uh, who work with end users mm-hmm. don't have that level of um, critique from an end user, yes. uh, yeah. when you're working with interior designers, there's n- there is no uh, missing a color, right? You're only look. You're only like we had kind of uh, talked about before. You only have three or four color placements typically, and all of those um, need to be hitting. It's not like you're printing pictures where, you know, colors blend and exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Col- color um, consistency is so huge for us. And it was a really big learning curve. Uh, and then also the, sh- the strategy around the workflow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, making, making sure that the way that we are doing the workflow between ourselves internally and our clients um, yep. uh, and control samples and cataloging of, of that. It's all, um, it's all. Standardization, um, isn't it really? Yes. It's you, all you SOPs, just, <laughs> lots of SOPs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just, you know, you have to get it right first time and you have to have that color and batching continuity because at the end of the day, you're building an incredibly loyal base of consumers so they may come back to you in six months or 12 months and they may want to replace something or they might want to add something to their collection at home from an from an existing collection of yours and as you said you know in the interior design decor world that has to be the same it can't be slightly off shade that just won't do it's waste it's wrong yeah but you don't really get that so often in the fashion world do you because the garments change so quickly you're not, you'd never go back and buy the same blouse and then say, or shirt and say, oh, do those colours match? You would if you were sourcing them. Of course you would as a professional. Right. But, the, but the end user wouldn't necessarily. But in home decor, they do. Yeah. And then, too, uh, you know, to that point, the seasons mm-hmm. are rather short. So yes. it's, it's really a one, it's probably a one or two time buy of supply. Yes. 
and then yeah. they're on to the next pattern. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Completely different climates. They really, really are. Um, so, Jolene, tell us what's next for your brand, NoHo Home, and how would you like to expand? What do you think you'll be doing in the next few years, the years ahead? <laughs> well, uh, I think for NoHo Home, uh, we... Mm-hmm. Uh, will continue to grow. Uh, in fact, we're we're really looking for kind of a, a hyper growth at this stage because you know the space that we're in has high barriers to entry, uh, and you know there's there's really no small brands in betting. Uh, you know, yes, so that's true. Yeah, yeah. So we're so you know we're on Bloomingdale's.com, Macy's.com. We're in one. We we're, we're in one door of Bloomingdale's one door of Macy's, uh, and, you know, we're looking to expand that. Um, mm-hmm. But when you walk the halls, you know, when, when you walk the halls of yeah. a, a department store, um, as some people may or may not know, all of those brands are owned by, um, you know, licensees. Mm-hmm. And they are, uh, you know, they're taking all of those brands and they're, they're, manufacturing for them so there's there's really no small independent brands on the shelf in department stores and and that's a space where we now are um so we we intend to continue to expand and leverage that uh as well as um grow our d2c uh Mm -hmm. and then um we have a goal as a company uh kind of a mission really to empower other uh, uh, designers to be able to ideate and create in our micro factory and then also be able to, to produce small batch and, uh, and make on demand. And so we're already doing that. Uh, we just, you know, we want to expand that. That's great. So you're doing third-party um, production for, for younger not necessarily, you know, in age younger, yeah. but younger, yeah. But um, brands as they grow organically too, really, yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that's probably yeah. one of the most, you know, that's one of the things we're most proud and passionate about is our work uh, with other designers. And uh, we just had a, a fashion show uh, that highlights Native Hawaiian culture uh, called uh, the Mamo uh, Wearable Art Show. And... Uh, we um, we supported uh, one of the designers and and it was fantastic and and we were all present and just so very excited for her. That's brilliant. It's great, isn't it, when you can give back in that way? You know, one of the next the next question was really how have you overcome the challenges? And from our conversation, you have overcome and addressed each channel as each challenge as it presents itself. But I guess in that learning curve, you are now perfectly placed to help, as you say, younger, young brands and other people to now move into that sector and to democratize it really and bring the creativity into it too. We hope so. And yeah, we have, we've spent, a, we've spent a lot of time laying the foundation and the groundwork. Uh, and as you say, you know, doing a lot of problem solving and, and, mm-hmm. you know, it'll keep coming. Those challenges will keep coming. And every time we add a new product or category, um, yeah. you know, there, there'll be uh, time spent on perfecting that, but we are very well positioned to now help others. And, and that's, you know, really exciting for us. 
It's fantastic. Jolene, you know, thank you so much. If you had um, any, uh, a, a word of wisdom, perhaps, for an emerging designer just setting out, how would you inspire them? How would you encourage them? Um, I think uh, what, well, so when we say young, emerging mm-hmm. versus age. So I always. Yeah, no, age yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, age is out of it completely. Sorry, I mis- misinterpreted that. So often um, designers, uh, as they're emerging, they mm-hmm. still have to pay the rent, right? They, yes. they have to live. Um, mm-hmm. So they often struggle, uh, I think, between the two. And so, you know, one of the things that, that I like to put them at ease with is that you can do both. And your, your passion is going to pull you in the, in the, in the direction, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, for your design and your creativity. Uh, and you will know when it's the right time to let go and, and maybe do it full time. But until then, build your, build your foundation, you know, establish yourself, create your networks, uh, you know, there's there's no shame in that you don't have to be a a, a, you know all in jump in the fire deep end instant success instant success absolutely not um you know the network that I created throughout my you know years in corporate life became invaluable Mm -hmm. for me uh both as a designer and as a as a businesswoman so um I find that that's something I say over and over again because, uh, you know, people, uh, they're, they're usually so they're struggling with that. And the other thing I tell them is don't operate in a vacuum. Uh, reach out to every resource, every person, um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, connect on, on, uh, kind of every level, just, you know, just to, uh, you know, it'll elevate your business and it will also save your mental health. So <laughs> very important, very yeah. important. Very important. Well, congratulations, Jolene. You know, your brand is super. It really is. Um, the product's absolutely gorgeous. And um, yeah, carry on, carry on, you know, democratizing print over there in Hawaii. It's, uh, it's a fabulous story. Um, wonderful to see how you're oh. utilizing technology to onshore and to educate and, you know, create employment and incredible employment and creative creative opportunities within your country too. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, the pleasure has been mine. Uh, I just, I love uh, that I've gotten a chance to talk story with you. Um, you you have such uh, experience in this space and, and I will continue to follow uh all that you do because it helps me truly to um you know get ideas for our next product our next piece of machinery our next expo (laughs) you (laughs) (laughs) it's brilliant thank you so much jaylene thank you aloha ahuiho 